Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to episode number 83 of This Week in Marvel. I'm your host, Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by... Ben Morse, editor of Marvel.com. Rare and ready to go on this Tuesday morning post-Memorial Day, and we, we have it. with us... Caroline Littick, intern. Yay. That's right. <laughs> Yay. Get excited. And we are just off to a great start to the week. Got an extra day to rest, do your barbecues and movies, and just chill I out. I watched... Two movies. This two weekend. movies. The Argo. That's okay. And Glad you got around the, to that. Uh, Silver the Silver Linings Playbook. I saw both of those quite sometimes. Did you enjoy them? I did. Good. They were both fine movies. They were. Um, I saw Epic in the theaters. I want to see that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's so-so. Oh, it's it pretty. Cute. It is very pretty, and it is cute. It's yeah. Your mileage may vary. I was going to go see The Gatsby, take my mom to see The Gatsby movie. Interesting. Sold out. Oh. So then I went and we got a, my wife and I got a bed. Uh, yes, you got a, you got your first adult bed. It's a lovely thing. Well, now my new strategy, as I've told you, is that there's a movie theater I discovered down the street from me that plays all Indian movies, because I live in a large Indian community, um, but they have like three American movies at any given time that no one goes to see. So the theaters are never sold out, and in fact, my wife and I are the only people who go to them. So we saw Star Trek the second day it was out, and we're the only two people in the theater. <laughs> and we saw Epic yesterday, and they actually had to open the theater. They actually were not going to start the projector, because no one had bought tickets. And we bought them, and they said, hey, we have two for Epic, you got to turn on the projector. <laughs> um, and it's been great. That sounds like the ideal movie-going experience because perfect. I don't like people no, around me when I go to these films because they're always on their stupid phones. Nope. They eat too loudly. They talk yeah. to each other. I hate them. Uh, I can put my feet up. Oh, my goodness. I can do whatever I want. I can talk during You're living the movie. living like kings. It's fantastic. And the tickets are cheaper. That's amazing. Yeah. but the And it's not that it's an abandoned movie theater because all the like <laughs> Bollywood movies are packed. Like, standing room only in those theaters. But we're right next door in like the loser theater. With, like, Star Trek the second day it's out, yeah. and just no one is there. It's barren it. wasteland. Uh, that sounds perfect. It's perfect. Enough of this nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> if you're just joining us on the podcast, this is uh, where we talk about all the Marvel comics out this week, print and digital collections, whether that's print or digital, hardcover, softcover, all that good stuff. Uh, we're going to talk about news and TV and movies and all that good stuff. We'll get to your questions and comments about anything Marvel or anything we talk about on the podcast. Use the hashtag this week in Marvel to tweet them to us, and we'll... Talk about him on the next episode. I moved the rusty nail that Mr. Olympia Phil Heath was playing with during the podcast we recorded last week, which will be going up in the next few weeks. But we have a rusty nail on our table that we haven't thrown out. And we had a, a Mr. Olympia bodybuilder in here last week who just kept playing with it. And I kept getting nervous he was going to stab himself. Two-time Mr. Olympia Phil Two-time. Heath. Yes. Back-to-back. Uh, -back going for a three-peat this year. Yeah. It's, so It's intense. Yeah. He's a big dude. Yeah. I was worried if he... If this nail came too close to anything, he would just pop because his arms were... <laughs> I don't think that's how muscles work. You need to figure that I out. Wouldn't, I wouldn't know. All right, so first up this week on New Comics, we've got Avenging Spider-Man number 21, written by Chris Yost, with art by, Marco, art by Marco Cacchetto. And it's another awesome, awesome issue. I really love what they're doing with Avenging. You've got uh, Spider-Man. This is following up on the previous issue. You've got Superior Spider-Man on S.H.I.E.L.D. Helicarrier. He's there to uh, sneakily break out the chameleon for his own um, machinations. But while that's going on, the chameleon's got some people going for him as well. The Saints, I believe they're called. Uh, so. Russian 
assassin crazy dudes pretty awesome uh and then amidst all that the hulk's on board because bruce banner's there you've got great maria hill and phil colson and nick fury stuff it's uh there's so much going on but it's it's a ton of fun and you get to further along the big storyline that chris and company have been doing here um and they really do a great job of making the chameleon just kind of awful and yeah. creepy and not just like oh he can you know, change. You know, he's that's, he's good. That's something that's been building the last couple of years, ever since the Gauntlet. Um, I think it was actually Fred Van Lente who did the Chameleon mm. issues, and he did a nice job of reestablishing his kind of modus operandi, where he really sunk into the personalities. And Dan Slott's continued that, and it's continued well here too. Yeah. <clears throat> I actually have a question for you. Yes. Based on the cover of this issue. Go. Now, if you look, and you can follow along at home, you got the Chameleon. Yep. He's got all the Secret Avengers kind of in his body. You've got Hulk. Uh, Hawkeye, Maria Hill, Fury, Black Widow, Daisy Johnson, Iron Patriot, Coulson. But who's this guy? Winter Soldier. Is that Winter Soldier? It's got to be. He's the only one with the domino mask really right. You know, doing anything these days. That's interesting. I could not for the life of me figure out who it is, but that makes yeah. sense. All right, so Winter yeah. Soldier. So. It's, it's real cool stuff. It's just because he's not in the issue. So I no, I agree. That. Yeah. But Iron Patriot's not in the issue either, and he's on the cover. So True enough. I guess that makes sense. Yep. All right, moving on. Captain America, number seven, written by Rick Remender, art by the great art team of John Romita Jr., Klaus Jansen, and Dean White, with a little assistance on inks this go-around by Scott Hanna. And this is probably my favorite issue of Captain America since the Marvel Now rebranding. Um, the art is just off the hook. It's Cap has now lost his son, Ian, his adopted son, in Dimension Z. He has to storm Zola's stronghold, fight his way through these crazy mutates, save some of the mutants he's become friends with, convince Jet Black, Zola's daughter, to do the right thing for him. But it's basically, it's just this siege. It's just cap, it's almost like a video game, just moving forward, level by level by level. Caroline, you're in the video games. You get it. Yes. Um, but it's like, it's, it's, he's moving level by level. There's a new threat every so often. Uh, Rick Remender does a great job kind of amping up the peril and also really working into Steve Rogers like, this is why I am a great hero because I do not give up and because I do not take advantage of anyone. And uh, just, just really good examination of Steve Rogers. But the art is just incredible. Yeah, it's, uh, Ramita it's nice. Jr., firing all cylinders. He's got great inkers behind him. The colors take it to a whole new level. Every fight, every stunt, every jump, it's just perfect. This is a really, really slick issue. Just well drawn, and it's in the middle of a big storyline, but if you handed this to someone just as a, hey, this is a good example of like comic book storytelling, both from the writing and the drawing end, I would take it. And then it looks like we're getting some really big stuff moving forward with Cap, with Zola, with Ian, with Jet Black. And they seem to be headed on their way back to Earth, potentially. Great last page. My only regret for this storyline is that the, it's not finished in time for Father's Day. Because oh. I think it's it's a really great story about sons and fathers and, yeah. and, and the weight of all that stuff. And Rick, obviously stuff that Rick thinks about. And it's True. really, really great story. Yes, And I would love to have that to, like... Say here, Father's Day. Read yeah. this. Now, for all its ups and downs, it yeah. does have a lot of prevailing messages. Because to give it to give this issue for Father's Day would be terrible. Yes, but there's a, where it ends. There's a, a large arc to it, and a lot of the themes throughout. I hear what you're saying. But yeah. Yes, very good issue, of Captain America. 
Speaking of captains, uh, Captain Universe has recently been a prominent character in Avengers, and to commemorate that, we released Captain Universe, the hero who could be you, a one-shot collecting Wait, a whole... me? Could be you. Me? Could be anyone. Wow. That's what they say at the end of every story in this collection. Hot the dog. Hero, who could... They always say, who could be the next Captain Universe? It could be you. Uh, basically, the deal with Captain Universe is it's a power that moves from person to person and this is a collection of old stories from the 70s and from the 80s telling of different people who have possessed the Captain Universe uni power it's really classic old stuff some really great creators uh, Jerry Conway, Glenn Hurdling, Tony Isabella and Bill Mantlow write it you've got early Scott McDaniel art June Brigman from Power Pack she has the art and a lot of Steve Ditko art so really big bulky collection a lot of good stuff for only $7.99 and you can get a sense of who this character who's currently running around in Avengers is, because they're going to play a big role in Infinity coming up. And the final issue of Dark Avengers, issue number 190, written by Jeff Parker, art by Neil Edwards. It's come to a close, this crazy, villain-filled, reality-jumping epic. We've got kind of a cool final battle between the heroes of this alternate Earth with jerk Tony Stark and his big robots and mean Ben Grimm with his army of monsters and the Dark Avengers caught in the middle of it really cool art by Neil Edwards just the type of fights that you don't get to see in every Marvel comic because it's like a what if and people can suffer and people can die, US agent gets some cool moments and then by the end of the issue the Dark Avengers have a new status quo a new purpose uh Tip our hats to Jeff Parker. He had a long, great run on Thunderbolts into Dark Avengers. He has a nice farewell here in the back, and we'll see what's next for him and for these characters. Cool. Over to Gambit, number 13, written by James Asmus, penciled by Amilcar Pina. Uh, and it's uh, it's an interesting issue because of all the, the big storyline that we were doing previously that had Gambit all over the place. This deals with a fallout from that where his friend, his information and gadget supplier fence is just about to die and gambit has to get some tech and what does gambit do instead of going to one of his many friends um in the x-men or using one of his many connections no he goes breaks into one of iron man's houses one of tony stark's houses and goes to steal one of his armors because that's the thing you do i think your gambit bias is showing i don't care he's an idiot he's a he's a thief He's a thief. I don't... Yeah. He's, and, and he's not That's a very he good one because he gets caught uh, and he gets beat up. And, nope. you know, at the end... He gets out of there, though. He, he gets out of there, but at the end, he could have just saved himself the time and the, the headache by just going to these people that, and be like, hey, this guy needs help. That would have been a very boring issue of Gambit. Yeah, I don't care. No, I don't care. should care. We're publishing this comic. Anyway, it was fun. It was a fun issue. Yeah. All that said, Clearly. I still think Gambit's a... Don't say, on, don't say it on don't say it on Yeah, I didn't. Uh, over to Indestructible Hulk, number eight, written by Mark Wade, art by the amazing Walt Simonson. Mm. And this is, I believe, Walt's last issue. It is. It's the conclusion the big... of gods and monsters. Yeah, it's the big uh, story with Hulk and his team, uh, Banner and his team, going back in time and over into Jotunheim to hang out with uh, a younger Thor. And there's a lot of really cool things in this. One um, Mark Wade's science speak in mm. this is intense, and there was a really great explanation of the magic or the power behind Thor's hammer, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, some really fun stuff. In this there. is the stuff Mark Wade thinks about. I, I love it. It's Keeps great. him up at night. Yeah, 
big fights between Hulk and Thor versus Frost Giants, mm. uh, betrayals, a lot of fun stuff with Maria Hill and Phil Coulson. There's a great panel of uh, Phil just saying, oh crap, as things are about to come pounding down on him. Uh, a lot of fun stuff, good uh, exploration of Banner's team and his place within that team and what he's going to do with them. Uh, a lot of great stuff. This was a really good arc. I cannot get enough of Walt Simonson with kind of modern day inks and colors. It's just yeah. blowing my mind how great it looks. Yeah. All right. Iron Man number 258.4, written by David Michelini and Bob Layton, art by Dave Ross and Bob Layton. This is concluding this little lost alternate tale of Armor Wars 2 as done by this classic creative team. And we see Tony Stark as Iron Man team up with War Machine, as well as Justin Hammer to take on this crazy digital Tony Stark consciousness that has come to life and see if they can use their armors in clever ways to get around this technology block. And Justin Hammer's a jerk the whole time. The end. Accurate. Morbius Living Vampire number five wraps up the first arc by Joe Keating and Rich Elson. Kind of the consequences of what Morbius has done thus far in Brownsville, taking out Noah St. Germain. Now there's unrest. Morbius has to bring the community together in order to fend off outside forces and gangs and whatnot. Does a good job. It's a, it's a, it's a cool bit that Joe's been doing, setting up Morbius in this new status quo. But then he also brings in the new Rose, uh, who's going to be the big protagonist, and a big secret at the end. Really kind of tips things on their head. Uh, really fun stuff, and just just a nice... This is going to read really well as a uh, trade paperback. I think this first five issues look good and read well. Some really great fleshing out characters and environment by Joe Keating. New Avengers number six by John Hickman and Steve Epting with uh, colors by Frank D'Armada. And in this, you get the New Avengers squad with Black Swan having to deal with a new incursion, a big incursion above... Latveria. Uh, fortunately for them, it's not a living world, as you see throughout the issue, and what that means is they have a little less guilt, but they still have to blow up a planet and deal with Doctor Doom and deal with uh, all their swirling anger and hatred and, and uh, mistrust within the group. It's, it's a lot of fun dynamics going on here. Great Doctor Doom stuff, if you know, you're like me and you just want to see Doctor Doom be really angry and blow stuff up and talk really uh, highly of himself. It's great. Uh, big possible betrayal and mm -hmm. some interesting developments in the book. Savage Wolverine number five, written and drawn by Frank Cho, is the final part of his run on this book, and it's it's great. It's super fun. You got a giant gorilla beating the crap out of Hulk, which I thought was fun and weird and how does that happen, but I love it. Uh, Wolverine just Doing something I've wanted to see for a very long time. Oh, yeah. I love this. this oh. Fun for the whole family. Yeah, it really is. Uh, you got all that, and you've got a giant, giant monster, and some really cool stuff that Frank sets up for, hopefully, another run on this book or another. Uncanny X-Force number five, written by Sam Humphreys. Art by the great Adrian Alfona, as well as Dexter Soy. The crux of this issue is Psylocke and Storm taking a trippy journey through the mindscape, courtesy of that great Alfona art, which I really missed and loved, and no one does it quite like Adrian Alfona. Yeah. Uh, it's filling in the gaps of where the heck Bishop has been since we last saw him in the Cable series. Basically establishes this crazy whole new life for himself in this weirdo future, becomes sort of a demon hunter of sorts, and 
in, just in this issue, Sam builds this amazing new mythology with a bunch of cool characters and neat powers and different rules. And like I said, Adrian Alfano brings it to life in this bizarre fashion where you're jumping from memory to memory using all these weird shapes and constructs to kind of get you from place to place. And it all ties back into what's going on in the main story. It's very pretty, and Bishop gets kind of a nice jump start of going from being the sadistic jerk we saw in Cable a couple of years ago to getting back a little bit to where he used to be. It's a nice journey for him. And, again, sets up more great stuff to come. Did I think we were looking at one of those documents, The Secret Things, mm-hmm. and it said something about Bishop. Is that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. Mm, well, it's, it's secret stuff that we can't talk about here. But you're talking uh, about who? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That is. Uh, oh man. That is, that oh, is man. here. There's there's big stuff coming on KX Wars. Oh it's gonna really man. Really, you guys, mind. if you if you think you know everything that's going on right now, there's still a lot more to be revealed. Yeah. Okay, jumping over to Venom number thirty-five, written by Colin Bunn. Great art by Declan Shalvey, colors by Lee Lorridge. We have the final showdown for now between Venom and Toxin in Venom's place of employment, a school, great place for a symbiote battle. They've got these science experiments gone wrong, running them up, so they actually end up teaming up while kind of sniping each other at the same time. I actually really enjoy seeing Eddie Brock get some characterization and see a little bit more of the depth that's always made him a great character, where he is a nut job. But he also, there's this underlying sad heroism to him. We really get to see that on display here. So a really nice issue of Venom by Cohen, Declan, and company. All right. Over to Wolverine and the X-Men number 30, which is the prologue to the Hellfire Saga. Written by Jason Aaron with art by Pasquale Ferry, Pepe Larraz, Salva Espin. Uh, And it sets up this big, big story that Jason has actually been setting up for a while. This is the proper prologue where you get the final bunch of pieces put into place for the um, the Hellfire Academy, uh, the status quo for the Jean Grey School. Um, a bunch of the characters there get moved around and they deal with some stuff. There's a great, great shot of... Um, there's one panel which may not mean anything right now but will be uh very big in the future um but there's there's a lot of that kind of stuff in wolverine and the x-men it's really good jason's seeding a bunch of things uh it's gonna be a lot of fun coming up final book of the week is the long-awaited x-men number one mm-hmm. brian wood olivier coapel uh mark morales and laura martin just dreamed to, and brian wood did i say brian wood it was I the did. first name you said better believe it yep. uh it's a great great issue and you know a lot of people are like it's called x-men but it's all a lady team yeah but voice. that's just their x-men and that this is not a book um that focuses on the women of x-men it focuses on the x-men and a big big situation uh there's a character who pops up john sublime what's his deal john sublime Introduced back in the Grant Morrison run on X-Men is basically started out as bacteria, as uh, just a weird germ from the beginning of time. We get a little more of his origin that we've never seen actually in this issue, but basically he has survived from then until now by just advancing himself, always making himself kind of the preeminent species in the world. So he has particular interest in mutants because he never wants to be leapfrogged, so he has always messed with mutants. He was responsible for the U-Men, did some stuff with the Weapon Plus program. Uh, a lot of great stuff back in Grant Morrison's run on New X-Men that you can find out more about John Sublime. There you go. Great. Uh, so, a lot of fun stuff in here. I just want to wa- look at Olivier Coapel draw things. Yep. Faces, facial expressions, 
scenery, people, you know, and everything all the time, forever. Just a gorgeous, gorgeous issue. Uh, setting up a lot of real, you know, really interesting things. Bringing back a, a character in a sense uh, that you know, for those of you who play Marvel Avengers Alliance, you may be like, who's this character? Where did they come from? What's their deal? Maybe you'll find out a little bit more in here. Uh, but really, really solid start to this issue, and I know a lot of people have been waiting for it, so I thought it delivered like crazy. Really good. Very nice. And it has now come time for our Twin of the Week. Oh, man. I'll give it to X-Men number one. Although, I think for Fine me, choice. it would have been also... Uh, um, Standing right at the page. I know, Captain America. Yeah. Would have well, been really, really close. Captain America is my pick, so you get to have your, your cake and eat it too, because I would have said probably X-Men was right up there yep. with it. So I think those Boom. are definitely the two standouts on what is a very good week. Caroline? X-Men is my pick. X-Men is your yeah. pick? All right. So some really strong stuff this week. Make sure you guys check it all out. Meanwhile, over in collections, print collections, we have all new X-Men Volume 2. Here to stay in hardcover, so we're really rushing the uh, Marvel Now stuff out there, which is great if you can get a chance to read it in singles. Here's another way for you to read it. Avengers The Complete Collection by Jeff Johns, great writer who disappeared mysteriously a few years ago. I wonder what ever happened to him. Hasn't been heard from. It's too bad. Maybe over in Hollywood or something like that. You know that happens. That does happen. You just get absorbed. Um, Deadpool Volume 1, Dead Presidents. That is the first Deadpool Marvel Now in trade paperback. Marvel Noir, Spider-Man and Punisher collected in trade paperback. Monsters, Inc., Scary Stories Digest. Okay. Sure. Punisher Warzone is out in trade paperback. Spider-Man 2099 is out in trade paperback. Hmm. I believe the first Superior (laughs) Spider-Man is out in trade paperback. Thor God of Thunder, Volume 1, The God Butcher, another Marvel Now property, out in hardcover. And finally, the first volume of Ultimate Comics X-Men by Brian Wood is out in trade paperback. Rock and roll. All right. Tons of stuff on digital release this week on the app. Uh, pretty much everything we talked about already. Uh, also, we have Avengers numbers 115 through 118 from the original series. Daredevil Reborn 1 through 4. Defenders 8 through 11 from the original series. Generation X numbers 5 through 11 as well as the annual 1995 number 1. And X-Men Forever 21 through 24 and Giant Size number 1. A lot of stuff there on the app, uh, including a bunch of collections such as All New X Men Volume 2, Captain Universe, The Hero Who Could Be You, which is what we already talked about, Deadpool Volume 1, Dead Presidents, as well as Deadpool Volume 10 from the previous one, mm. Evil Deadpool, Thor God of Thunder Volume 1, and Ultimate Comics New Ultimates, Thor Reborn, Ultimate Comics Spider Man by Brian Michael Bendis Volume 2, Ultimate Vision, that's a that's a classic one. That's, that was out a long time ago. That uh, was from, yeah, quite some time ago. Yeah. Uh, Wolverine and the X-Men by Jason Aaron, Volume 3, and X-Factor, Volume 6, Secret Invasion. So as you can see, and as we'll get to more as we get into Marvel Unlimited, really giving you a chance not just to catch up on classic stuff, but the new stuff is coming fast and furious. The yeah. big Marvel Now releases are we're coming your way in a bunch of different platforms, so no excuse not to be reading Speaking of Presley Digitized, here's the new on Marvel Unlimited this week. We've got 8 Plus X number 2, All New X-Men number 2, Astonishing X-Men Annual number 1, Captain America and Black Widow number 639, FF, Marvel Now volume number 1, Gambit number 6, New Avengers, previous volume number 34, Secret Avengers, previous volume number 34, Thor God of Thunder number 2, Ultimate Comics Iron Man number 2, 
Uncanny X Force number thirty four. It's a run on issue thirty fours yeah. that started in twenty ten <laughs> this week. Uh, Venom number twenty seven point one, great point one issue. Wolverine number three sixteen and Wolverine the X Men number twenty one. Whole lot of good stuff. Now, last week we talked about the This Week in Marvel Unlimited Reading Club, our first selection, Avengers Forever. If you go into the app or on the site, you'll see a nice big uh, banner for it. You click in there, you get a little bit of information from me about why we chose this one, and you get to read all 12 issues if you're a subscriber to Marvel Unlimited. Um, talking to some of you guys over on Twitter during the week, uh, you guys want two weeks to be able to fully read it and send in your, your thoughts, your comments, your questions about it. So next week, we're going to go over uh, Avengers Forever. We're going to have our little reading club discussion on the episode. Uh, and at the same time, Ben will pick the next reading club decision, or the reading club selection, I should say. And uh, I think we may even have a guest next week to talk about Try and try Avengers to lock it Forever. up. We'll see. He's got a busy schedule. Yep. It's not Blake. I promise. Yeah, thankfully. Uh, but keep sending in those questions using or comments using the hashtag TWIMURC. We'll make sure we uh, collect them and talk about them next week. Now it's time to kick it over to Strami for TV and movie and video game stuff. Strami! Hello there, this week in Marvelites. This is Marvel.com associate editor Mark Strom, sometimes known as Stromy, coming to you from gorgeously sunny and heating up as summer approaches Los Angeles with the latest in what is on air this week in Marvel television, namely two... Encore presentations of Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man this Sunday inside Marvel Universe on Disney XD at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. We've got two episodes, as I said, Carnage and House Arrest. I believe I've spoken before about my love of the Carnage episode, but it is a great episode. You get three villains for the price of one, the price being free. Because, you know, you're watching it on TV. Well, I suppose, technically, the cost would be whatever your cable bill is. Regardless, you get three villains. Carnage, Venom, and Green Goblin. It's a great episode, and that's followed by House Arrest, which is another great episode featuring what happens when the team accidentally puts their house on S.H.I.E.L.D. lockdown while everybody they know from... Midtown High School is outside waiting to get let in for a party. So you can catch both those episodes once more this Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time inside Marvel Universe on Disney XD. And fear not, new episodes of Ultimate Spider-Man will be back very, very, very soon. Hopefully I will be able to tell you more about that very shortly. Until then, I will send you back to the fine, fine fellows in New York, and I will return to you momentarily. All right, time for news. Ben, kick it off. All right, big news this week coming out of Memorial Day weekend. We showed your first look at Angela in Age of Ultron. That's right, our huge new acquisition. Angela is going to be debuting in Age of Ultron number 10 in just a couple weeks, and we showed... Joe Casada's Gatefold cover. That cover is so awesome. It is really Whoa. nice. Uh, the colors are great. The detail is great. If you haven't checked it out yet, we have it up on Marvel.com in all its glory. 
Cannot wait till that comes out. Uh, can't wait to see more of Joe drawing Angela and all sorts of artists getting their hands on her. It should be really cool. Kicked off a new series last week that I know Ryan was excited about. We are actually almost done. This has been quietly sneaking up. We're going to reach, I think, uh, week 50 this week, uninterrupted, of the history of Iron Man. We have a 50-part history of Iron Man. Jim Beard wrote it. We did not miss a single week over the last 50 weeks, and that is going to conclude this week. Um, and because we can't leave a void in the vacuum, uh, we started the history of Deadpool last week, which will be significantly shorter, but is leading up to the Deadpool video game release. Uh, Brett White, great X-Men historian, is catching us up on all the things you need to know about Deadpool. If you've been following the history of Iron Man, and hats off to Jim Beard for the great job he did there. Really, it's like if you're a novice, if you just came from the movies, if you want to know more about Iron Man, it's just a perfect guide with links to Marvel Unlimited, to the Marvel Digital Comics Store, to how you can fill yourself in, but just a quick cliff notes of this is everything you need to know about Iron Man. This is going to be the same thing for Deadpool if you're coming in from the video game or something else. So it's a neat endeavor. We'll do it for more characters in the future. Um, both those guys are doing a great job. Spoke to Peter David last week. A uh, nice, long, meaty Q&A, kind of an exit interview uh, for his X-Factor run, which obviously dated back to the 90s. Took a little hiatus and then came back and has been going strong for about seven years now. Paul Montgomery spoke to him. Had some really interesting insights about different characters, different moments from this run. Definitely recommend reading that one. Our Fightin' Fanboys interviews have continued rolling out with the folks from Impact Wrestling. Last week, we released Chris Sabin. We released Joseph Park. We had... I'm trying to think of who the last one was last week. I'll get back to it. Oh, Austin Aries. We had Austin Aries last week. And then this week, we had our fun podcast with Christopher Daniels that we conducted. And we also have interviews with Kenny King, Gail Kim, and Bully Ray. That's all leading up to the Slammiversary pay-per-view this Sunday. Check that out on pay-per-view. Blake last week spoke to Mike Lawrence, a comedian. They had a nice chat about Marvel. It was very interesting. I didn't know who Mike Lawrence was. Uh, and now I am impressed because he had some, he definitely knew more than Blake did about a lot of stuff. Mm, which is, you know, kind of low-hanging, but sure, what can you do? And concluding, we just talked a little while ago about X-Men number one from Brian Wood and Olivier Coipel. Starting this week, we have Brian Wood talking about each of the characters in the X-Men lineup. Uh, going in-depth on that, again, with Mr. Brett White. So enjoy that. Nice supplement to your X-Men number one reading. Rock and roll. Uh, I had tons and tons of meetings over the last week, a lot of it about San Diego Comic-Con, and my note for here in the news section is just to tease you guys about all the big San Diego Comic-Con things we're doing. It's going to be a lot of stuff, and uh, anyone who was wondering, is Marvel going to be at Comic-Con? Yeah, we're going to be there in full force. Yeah, I get that on Twitter every once in a while. Okay. And like, yeah. And I, yeah, we're going to be there. We're going to rock people's faces off. It's going to be awesome. Kicking it over to Stromy. Stromy. Hello once more this week in Marvelites, Marvel.com Associate Editor Mark Strom joining you for a second time on this delightful little podcast. With some Marvel TV and games news kicking off with the second installment of the Deadpool Visits Marvel HQ video series, last week we saw him visit Human Resources, which went, um, well... Needless to say, it's one of the more unique interviews the head of our human resources has probably ever done. 
But this week, Deadpool visits the legal department. And as you can imagine, the legal department, or any lawyer really, might have some issues with Deadpool. And as you can probably continue to imagine, Deadpool doesn't really care about <laughs> any issues lawyers might have with uh with him. So you can check that out right now on Marvel.com or the Marvel YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Marvel. And jumping over to the world of TV, we've got another full episode of Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man up streaming for free right now on Marvel.com. This is Season 1, Episode 12, featuring the master of the mystic arts himself, Doctor Strange, Spidey and Doctor Strange go up against Nightmare. It opens up with a nice little homage to a uh, Spider-Man of yore, or rather a uh, incarnation of Spider-Man from yore, the, specifically the time when Peter Parker had six arms, which is a personal favorite of mine as it was one of my fa- first comics I ever read, a reprint of... Amazing Spider-Man number 101 and 102. So that always warms my heart. And you can check that out again right now for free on Marvel.com and elsewhere in the world of Marvel Animation. We began our series Assembling the Cabal from Marvel's Avengers Assemble. If you have seen the one-hour preview this past Sunday, you know that the Cabal is the group that the Red Skull is forming of some different villains across the Marvel Universe, and we will be looking at the history of some of those characters, beginning with, obviously, the Red Skull himself and MODOK, the two big bads from this past Sunday's preview. And don't forget... Marvel's Avengers Assemble makes its official series premiere July 7th inside Marvel Universe on Disney XD. And from there, you will be able to catch new episodes every Sunday. So, that pretty much covers everything I have for this week. But I hope you are having an amazing week. I hope you have an amazing weekend. A spectacular week in advance the next week and i'll speak to you once more in seven days all right thank you strami for all of that let's go right into this week in marvel questions and comments once again if you guys have questions or comments about anything we talked about on the show or just about anything marvel use the hashtag this week in marvel and tweet them to us you can also tweet them directly to at agent m at ben j morse at blake garris and at strami and we'll get to it on an upcoming episode. First up, Jayhawker37 says, what are some books based on the Inhumans? Uh, I think the most well-known one is Inhumans, the 12-issue series by Paul Jenkins and Jay Lee. came out, was it in the 2000s or the 90s? It was right with Marvel Knights launching. So, so right around 2000, yeah, I guess. Yeah, somewhere between 98 yeah. and 2000. That's kind of the quintessential Inhumans book. There's a lot of other great Inhumans appearances, particularly their early stuff in Fantastic Four by Stanley and Jack Kirby. best way to find that is in the Marvel Masterworks or the Essentials. It's a really underrated Inhumans book uh, by written by Carlos Pacheco that I believe had Ladron art uh, that came out a few years ago. 
Um, I remember those covers really well. Yeah, he didn't gorgeous. do the interiors as well. No, it's yeah, they're really nice. And it was collected. That drawing uh, is amazing. Yeah. Not so, enough far from him. Those are three strong and human stories. They popped up here and there. They're, they've always been kind of great guest stars, supporting characters. Um, you know, there's all other stuff you can work out. Silent War, that book with the yeah. Fraser Irving art, that was really cool. Uh, I think War, we'll get to Inhumans yeah. on a Twim URC at some oh, point. Oh, sure. I think, we'll, yeah, we'll do the, the Jenkins Lee yeah. one at some point. Uh, of course, they're part of War of Kings, but lots of places you can find some great Inhuman stuff. Yeah. At A-N-D-W-U-H tweets, kind of new to the podcast. Love the show. Thank you, Andrew. Welcome. And he says, I mostly just read miniseries such as Civil War, Avengers vs. X-Men, etc. What's your favorite? Favorite miniseries? It's tough. Like, like event miniseries? Yeah, I mean, I for me, I guess it would always go back to Infinity yeah, Gauntlet Avengers. just because that came to me at such a profound time. Um, but from the recent stuff, I mean, there's been... I re- you know, I, I like Siege a lot. I go back hmm. to that one. I really enjoy that one. I haven't reread it since it came gorgeous. out. If you go back and look at the yeah. art, and it's it's a really punchy, fast series. Mm-hmm. Um, Civil War is definitely great. AVX was really awesome. Yeah. You know, all this stuff mentioned so far, I think, yeah, when we were growing up, Infinity Gauntlet, the Infinity books are really the only, like, mini-series events. Like, everything else really got done in crossovers. Yeah. Like... Stuff like Age of Apocalypse or Executioner's Song yeah. or Acts of Vengeance. That's, that was always like crossovers between books. The recent stuff, aside from what you already mentioned, I love Annihilation. Yeah, uh, yeah, Original Annihilation, especially. That'll, that'll probably be an early pick for me on the yeah. reading club, if not my first one. Um, yeah, I think that, that that's probably my, my favorite that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. Oh, and Marvels. Yeah, Marvels. It's not really an event miniseries. Totally. Marvels is a great miniseries. Yeah. Andrew, definitely, um, if you have the chance, sign up for Marvel Unlimited. There's mm-hmm. lots of ways you can check out some of the non-miniseries books um, in a very easy way. At L underscore Comanche. In regards to cable t-shirts, checked out last week, checked We Love Fine, and they have a few chibi t-shirts, but no normal shirts. Got cable? We tried to answer this last week. We, yeah, we, don't, we don't really know. Yeah, I mean, there's... Um, we can ask for some more, but it's really dependent upon if the market's there. I don't yep. know that a lot of people are clamoring for cable shirts outside of this podcast. I still think you gotta you just just eBay and look up '90s cable T-shirts. Sure there's there's got to be one there. There's a warehouse somewhere. Yeah, I can see it. It's a white T-shirt yep. with this Liefeld art, and he's yep. there, and it's all chest and guns. It's it ex- amazing. It exists. It's yeah. just gonna be. You're not gonna be able to find it through conventional means. No, you track that down. All right, another one from Anthony Palmieri. Strange inquiry, but is there a possibility of seeing some sweet Sam Keith covers on any upcoming Marvel books? Hashtag Sam is God. I love Sam Keith. Yeah, he's amazing. His uh, Marvel Comics Presents stuff uh-huh. when we were kids, that was just blew my mind. He was the definitive cyber artist. <laughs> Seriously, cyber was like yeah. a goofy character, but Sam Keith made him awesome. Yeah, he made him terrifying. Yeah. It was really great. And, you know, stuff he's done for other companies... Huge fan of that as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, no, no media. No I haven't seen his name around in a while. I don't know what he. I, Sam Keith's the kind of guy who kind of when he wants to do something, he'll come and do it. I'm sure. Yeah, we could um, be like, okay, sure. But I love that. Uh, Sam Keith is definitely up there as far as one of the artists I really love. Totally. Related question: A Cable and Domino Sam Keith cover would be epic. Agreed. Doing the freaking bionic arm and oh you know, yeah. And, is there an artist you must buy everything they do? Hashtag artist kryptonite. I don't know if there's someone I buy everything they do. Yeah, it's but it's tough. Um, 
I you know I'm a big Steve Dillon, yeah. Jack Kirby, um, John McRae guy. So I always look to their stuff and what they do. Um, yeah, George Perez is my all-time favorite, but I don't good. think I've I don't buy everything he does. Uh, in the same vein, Phil Menes, who's kind of like the successor to George Perez. Yeah. I do actually, you know what? When Phil does stuff, I generally buy it, just because regardless of the story, I know it's going to be beautiful. Yep. Yeah, and then there's a lot of you know recent guys whose work has just been amazing, mm-hmm. um, and and a guy like John Rita Jr. who mm. consistently I remember back to when we were kids and it's just like wow, mm-hmm. this guy's just, he's the bomb. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, we are... Another one from Anthony. Is that? All right. Yep. All right, just saw a recent cover for Cable Axe Horse that showed Hope holding the scimitar Cable used to use. Loved, used to love seeing that. It's that crazy spear weapon he had back in the early 2000s. Oh, when he had that, like, the the mask yeah. that wasn't a mask, like... Yeah, the mask that wasn't a mask, and Cyclops had just died, so he had, like, a necklace that was Cyclops' visor. It was Super a creepy. weird costume. It was... Uh, he was yeah. on the X-Men at that yes. point, right? Yeah, yeah he, had, he had the half mask that like covered his bionic eye, which was very weird. But yeah, he used to use this... I mean, it was just a weapon to like focus his psychic powers. He could like channel it through there like like so many did back in the late 90s. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. At Dreamy Robot tweets, best, uh, to you, that it was the best Age of Ultron podcast so far. Hope that we revisit this universe some more at some point down the line. I don't, know, I don't know what that's about. It's weird. Yeah. This universe. Another from Centurion Joey says, Avengers issue 12 was fantastic. Quickly becoming my favorite Marvel title. I'm in love with this. Why don't you marry it? Better put a ring on it. You gotta put a ring on it. Yep. You gotta ring it. That's how we don't pay royalties for songs on this show is that Ryan doesn't know how to actually sing any of them, but he yeah. knows enough to get I know that that's a popular song. I yeah. just don't know what the song sounds like. Exactly. Terrific. Very nice. At King of All Geeks tweets, just read Superior Spider-Man number 10. What's the story with this owl guy? Why does he look like Wolverine? Owl is a classic Daredevil villain from Pre-date way, Wolverine. way, way back. Oh, yeah. He was around way before Wolverine. Um... Always had that hairstyle. I mean, he's basically a crime lord. He's a short dude. Look, looks kind of like an owl. Bendis did a good job of yep. making him like a, a legitimate threat. Very yep. creepy. Very cool in the nineties. Yeah, he's always been kind of like or a poor man's thoughts. Yeah, he's always been kind of like a poor man's kingpin. But yeah. his deal is that he has claws or talons, like an owl. There's some good stuff in uh, Daredevil Yellow with him too. Mm. Um, but as far as why he looks like Wolverine, it's why does Wolverine look like him? Yeah. He had that look first. He Boom. had the hair all over his face and the claws and someone must have been, oh, hey, that's that's, that's a look. great look. That's a great look. Let's I'll put that on it. Wolverine. Yeah. All right, we've got a question from Christian uh, Radulsovich, uh, which is about digital codes. And for anyone who was having digital code redemption problems last week, you should be able to, to try it now. I believe the system is fixed. There was just, you know, an error that was uh, causing some codes not to be redeemed properly. But the codes are good for a year. So, you know, don't throw them out. Don't worry about it. We'll make sure you get to redeem them. And if you have any more troubles, just email online support at marvel.com. Right. At Dom, at Demox21, he says, My twin of the week is Superior Spider-Man 10. Looking forward to seeing how Ox Love Life goes. I'm interested as well. Not in a creepy way. Mm, sounds pretty creepy. What, Dom? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. All right. At Turbo Addiction. The podcast and Unlimited app has renewed my love for reading comics. Any words on the Book of the Week tab for the app? I think the books, I think what Eric's talking about is our 
This Week in Marvel Unlimited Reading Club, I imagine, mm-hmm. the books of the week. because It's going to be every other week, uh, just so you guys have enough time to read. Like, Avengers Forever, I've been reading it, and those are so dense. Those issues are yeah. so thick. There's yeah, so much tough. going on that to read it in, in a week, um, if you don't have the time to dedicate and sit down and read, it's tough. But, uh, so, Eric... You should be able to see the, uh, you'll see on the image the This Week in Marvel logo, and that's the one for you guys. At Faith Soprano, what does EVA, Phantom X's external nervous system's name, stand for? I've read its external vehicular activity, not an reliable source. Could you confirm, deny, clarify, please? And for that matter, how is it actually supposed to be pronounced? Uh, I think it's pronounced Ava. Eva. Should I ask Nick Lowe? I'm say Eva. Yeah, ask Nick Lowe. Get Nick Lowe in here. Because I don't really know the answer to this question. Can we borrow you for a second? I've been waiting for this call. I hear Nick's just been interrupting meetings and whatever. What's that? What's going on? on? Hey, What's going on? Hey, we've signed, signed the Nick signal. It's yeah. Nick Lowe! X-Men Senior Editor Nick Lowe. All right, so Nick Lowe! We've got a question um, from Faith Soprano. What does EVA, Phantom X's, uh, EVA, Phantom X's external nervous system's name stand for? She's read, or he's read, that it's uh, external vehicular activity, but not in a reliable source. Can we confirm, deny, clarify, and for that matter, how is it actually supposed to be pronounced? Uh, it's usually EVA, but I think people shorten it to EVA just times. So that way I would say, like, you know, it's officially EVA, but when they're being chummy yeah. with, uh, with, with, with EVA, it's EVA. Uh, as far as the, as far as what the letters stand for, honestly, off the top of my head, I don't know. Ooh, stump wow. the low. Stump the low. Uh, it's, uh, because I don't think we've said it in the last, I don't think we've explained the what the letters stand for, at least in the last two, three years of, of her appearances. Um, but I could, I, I'd have to dig back into the memory banks and get back to that person. But I, it doesn't, what they have doesn't sound quite right to no, me. No, it doesn't sound right. Like activity well. is the last word yeah. there. External yeah. vehicular activity. Yeah, activity doesn't sound Maybe different. appliance. Should be appliance. Yeah. Should be appliance. I, I do right, like Nick? appliance. Yeah. I do like appliance. External vehicular appliance. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can change it. I don't even know if it's an external, ve- ve- like vehicular, because even that's a, a little vague and yeah. you know, or maybe a little too specific. In the opposite what do you think vague. the V should stand for? Uh, I don't know. Vigorous. Sure, the vigorous, vigorous appliance. Vigorous appliance. Every vigorous appliance. There you go, and you're the editor, so you can go and make that change. Done. Whatever, You're welcome, Grant Morrison. Yeah, whatever Grant You're Morrison welcome. wanted initially, too yeah. bad. Yep, down the tube. What's he do? He's not, he's not working here. He doesn't yeah. do anything anymore. Here's a weird fun fact. Uh, Matt Fraction, who is a big fan of Grant Morrison, mm-hmm. when he was writing Uncanny X-Men, uh, started using a different name for the cuckoo named, who was previously named Mindy mm-hmm. uh, because he like an interview or something of Grant Morrison's or a thing where he wanted their names to spell out the Spice Girls or something like this, spell out Spice or something. <laughs> So he changed because in Mindy, obviously there's no M in Spice. Not that so, I know. Are you sure? Not that I know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, you're, I'm just you're, an you're the professional editor. <laughs> and, uh, so. But instead, he, so we, her real name is Irma, hmm. is what we decided on there. And Matt so just Matt, didn't want the Spice was, Girls to be. No, no, he was. No, he Matt was, made it Irma. It oh, was Mindy before. Yeah. Whoever the editor. Grant didn't name that, like, didn't name them all right away. Oh, right. So, so that was his initial. So Mindy's intent. real name is Irma because of. of Matt's uh, 
love of Grant Morrison. That's dedication. There you go. And Grant Morrison's love of the Spice Girls. It's true. It's yeah. true. It well, and we all love the Spice Girls. Oh yeah, absolutely. And Grant Morrison. Yeah. It's like big hug with lots of people. Yeah. yeah. Tell me what you want. What you really, 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 really want. I want to go back to work. Oh, Thanks. wow. Perfect. <laughs> Appreciate it. Never, never hear that from Nick. I know, it's true. <laughs> Takes Bye. a lot. All right. So there you go. No answer to that question, Faith. We'll yeah. try and get you something in the a lot, future. A lot of time killed. No answer whatsoever. Oh, that was worth it. It was yeah, good. Yeah, absolutely worth it. Yeah. Another one, Faith Soprano. There needs to be more Wiccan merchandise. It's the character Wiccan, not the belief system, I think. Especially now that he's got a new costume. Yes, definitely the character. Please <laughs> make it happen if you can. I don't know if there's any Wiccan merchandise other than toys. There's action figures. There is there are Wiccan action, action figures. figures. Uh, you know what? I feel like I, it, I think we yeah. have a better we have a better chance of getting something all encompassing for Young Avengers than right. just Wiccan specific. But now that Young Avengers is a is a you know probably becoming a Tumblr darling like all of Karen and uh, Jamie's stuff. Who knows? Maybe we love Final. Get on that. Maybe sooner they, rather than later. They're on Tumblr. They do see the, the people and the likes. Yes. At Gary Langton tweeted, just saw a trailer for Avengers Assemble. Is this set in the movie universe or its own thing? Either way, it looks cool. Well, Gary, it's uh, it's set not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. It's set in its own universe, and I believe it's set in the same universe that Ultimate Spider-Man is set in. Yeah, they, we had a whole press call with, last week with uh, Joe Quesada, Court Lane, Joe Kelly, and they basically explained that Avengers Assemble... Hulk and the Agents of Smash, Ultimate Spider-Man, all take place in the same universe, but because it's, you know, animation and they're not they're not working too hard to make sure everything syncs up, but in their minds, they all take place in the same universe. You won't always you might catch something once in a while and be like, well, that didn't make sense from the other show, but they do take place in the same universe. Bam, there you go. Another one from Gary says, After reading the new Marvel Now Nova book, I would like to read more about Nova Corp. Any suggestions? Oh, boy, do I have some suggestions for you, Gare. <laughs> uh, first thing you're going to want to do is go get Nova Classic or Essential Nova Volume 1, and you can read the original tale of Rich Rider, how he joined the Nova Corps, and towards the end of that series, they start delving more into the Nova Corps itself. Uh, there were also some fantastic four issues around that time. I don't know where you can find them. Maybe on Marvel Unlimited, maybe on the app. Uh, they have the Sphinx in them. Uh, and then the Nova Corps kind of stays dormant until later on in New Warriors. Uh, there was a storyline back when Fabian Nicieza and Derek Roberts were on the book where Rich Rider basically restarts the Nova Corps, gets a swanky new costume. He does that a couple times in his he, career. He does it a lot. That's kind of his thing. Um, he gives up all his power, restarts that, and then in the Nova series in the 90s, they do their thing. But really, the really good Nova core stuff, you can really get a good handle on it, is the most recent Dan Abnett, Andy Lanning uh, book with Nova, the one, the previous volume to this, where he rebuilds the Nova core and you kind of get a sense of the world mind and all the mythos and as we move forward, I know that's all going to be very important stuff. Was there ever a period where Rich Ryder had uh, like a five o'clock shadow and a long ponytail? Indeed. I thought uh, there that, was. That was the 90s. Yeah. You know that because glorious there's, there's 90s. a poster of it on my desk. Oh. It's right there. I like, I'm picturing it in my head. I'm like, Am I, did I imagine nope, that? You didn't. He had long brown hair flowing out of his helmet. Of course. He had uh, a five o'clock shadow stubble and he had an earring. Oh right! And there's a scene from Nova Number One where, uh, where this they're, they're, all his friends from his '70s series are coming, making their first appearance in 20 years, and they're like, 
what's this to his long hair what's this to his stubble what's this to his earring and then they also note that he has huge muscles now because he used to be scrawny yeah it's 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 a great that happened yeah that happened all right another one from gary says who do i have to write slash harass to get marvel to do an ongoing hawkeye and deadpool team-up book loved this week's a plus x me too i think i suggested last week that i want an ongoing hawkeye deadpool team-up book so good well, the editor of A Plus X is none other than Nick Lowe. So if you have, hit him up on Twitter at Nick underscore Lowe underscore, uh, bug him and tell him that's what you want. Yeah. What you really, really want. Last one from Gary says, Defeating Iron Patriot armor is just too damn hard. Have you beat it yet? Help. For, and this is obviously in reference to Marvel Avengers Alliance, the uh, game on Facebook and Playdom.com. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I beat him. Yeah, me yeah. too. Was it? It's a. It's the second. Um, it's the second epic, epic boss. boss, or it's the epic boss in the new Spec Op. It's part of the second mission. I think the key, if there's any advice, is that he is a tactician. He's either sure a tactician a or a blaster. Yeah, I forget what it is. I I, I forget how you handle it. I, I, if you have to deal with him as a tactician, you're gonna want to get all your infiltrators in there. Yep. So basically, every time he fires. The, trick, the tricky thing with the War Machine armor is he does that thing where he overcharges and he gets like 12 turns in a row. Yeah, that, that is super annoying. So you're going to get people in there with force shields, so Psylocke is not a bad choice. You're going to want to get people in there who can recharge, so if, if you're going up against a blaster, Doctor Strange would be a good choice there. I would also suggest using Magneto if you have mm, him. Yeah. Because one, he will make sure that Iron Patriot can't, critical, yep. can't use any criticals, and also... Mags has great yeah. shields that also give you an extra turn once the shield yeah. is depleted. Basically, you're gonna want to, you're gonna want characters who can stay in there who you have leveled up to a point where they can stay in there for a long time. Because if you have guys who can get taken out in two or three hits, War Machine will or Iron Patriot will destroy them. Yep. So just uh, long lasters. There Good you luck go. To you. At Gunhild Schuld, one of my favorites. Got rescue in Marvel Alliance. I am very pleased. She's only 12, but I'm sure she'll be even more awesome at a higher level. Oh, L2. That looks like a 12. <laughs> yeah, it's wondering. Yeah, she's only level 2, but I'm sure she'll be even more awesome at a higher level. Yeah, once you get all her abilities unlocked. Yeah, I just great. unlocked her fourth ability. Third oh. ability? No, third ability. She's only level 6 for yeah. me. Once, yeah, once you get... Initially, she's kind of frustrating because she only has those like shield things, but once you get her up, she's good. Yeah. At Wheeler Madness 24, Daredevil 26, Twim of the Week, no contest. Book should be illegal, it's so good. Hire Murdoch and Nelson for the case. So they would make their own book illegal. Interesting. It's an interesting take. Yeah. At Jekyll Geek tweets, since you guys are wrestling fans, are you annoyed that D-Man was always treated as a joke character? No. no. Not really. <laughs> I mean, no. No. You, say that. To be a fan of something doesn't mean you have to get offended at any you know thing yeah. that pokes fun. You have to be able to to, to laugh with all this. Also, D Man wasn't like a serious, hyper successful wrestler. He was kind of a goofy wrestler. Yeah, wasn't he? I don't know. I, I didn't guess. read a lot of early D Man, so maybe that's it. Yeah. Yep. Oh well. There you go. Yep. Uh, Jekyll Geek tweets: Is it true that Molly Hayes is going to be in the X titles? I love her in a platonic, non creepy oh, way. There's no way for that to be non creepy. Uh, yes, is the short answer. Nice. A version. Molly Hayes will be say what? Will be in the X Men titles. Interesting. Out. For those of you who don't know, Molly Hayes is a Runaways character. Mm-hmm. She's uh, 
what, like 10 years old? Something like that. And she's got super strength, and she's hilarious. And she's a mutant. She's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, last one from John. He says, I love Defenders Academy. Get to the hashtag, you'll understand. Okay. I love Defenders Academy, but somehow thought that there would have been a science guy. What do you think? Hashtag the Lowverse. Is this another... This is another Age of Ultron podcast comment. Yep. I love that everyone is commenting about this Age of Ultron co- podcast, but not using the, the hashtag for the that Age of Ultron podcast. I like the Lowverse hashtag. That yeah. could work. Yeah. That could work. Good stuff. At White Wolf 19 O two five. Let's just say Lee White. Any twin points for me and at Lulu Seastod for sneaking Spider-Man Hulk masks onto a roller coaster, and we have a picture. Yeah, uh, I'd say twin points for that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Ten each, <clears throat> twenty total. Yeah, good job. At Neil is the deal. Young Avengers is so good. I'm so glad it's back. Any word on a new Runaways ongoing? Hashtag please say yes. No word on a new Runaways ongoing, but you just heard Molly Hayes is going to be in the X titles. We've currently got Chase and Nico in Avengers Arena, so the Runaways are not forgotten. And Victor Macho is going to be in yeah. Avengers AI. So they're spreading out for a little while right now, but the Runaways are featured all over the place. It's great. At Nolan J713, I guess? Sure. Nolan says. Age of Ultron just watched AR from Age of Ultron number eight. Please, can we have a Sugarman mini by Cormac McCarthy? Mind blowing. I don't remember seeing this AR video, and I usually watch most of them, but I don't know what that one is. I had no idea. Uh, Sugarman, Cormac McCarthy? That sounds maddening. Yeah. Maddening. Any Sugarman, anything. That's yeah. maddening. At Raph underscore AB tweets Who wrote the music we hear at the beginning, at the end of This Week in Marvel? Well, that's our friend, Bubby Lewis, who, uh, he's a bassist for Lupi Fiasco, and he does tons of music for, um, for anime, for, like, Funimation stuff, and all kinds of stuff. He's just, he's a, a friend of Marvel's, and we got him to write some music for us, and paid him for it, and hopefully we'll get him to do some more. Originally brought in by the dearly departed Harry Go. Who? Harry Go. The, the late, the late Harry Go. I don't remember him. I'll have to do a memorial for him on the 100th episode. Nah. Okay. Light a candle or something. Nope. At Rep Gemlin, how much interaction has there been, if any, between Magic and Doctor Strange? There was a little in ABX, but beyond that, um, maybe in Small New Mutants comics? I can't... Th- I've read most of those, and I can't think of much. Yeah. Uh, that would always, that'd be a great A-plus-X story. Totes. So, bug Nick Lowe about that. <laughs> That's another one for you. Yep. At Wolf Knight 26... Returning Wolf Knight 26. I am back. Sorry I haven't tweeted you guys in weeks. School was very stressful. School's got to come first, Ryan. You did the right thing. Hope it turned out well. Yep. I would imagine it did, or I don't think you'd be tweeting us right now. Yeah. So I had some questions to ask you about Iron Man 3, but is there any way I can ask you guys without spoiling the movie? Ooh, that's a good question. More question for you. Uh... By you, I mean Wolf Knight 26. Can you ask... I don't know what the questions are. Can you ask them without spoiling the movie? Uh... Well, it really depends on what your question is. Yeah, so uh, figure it out. But we'll we'll yell spoilers, and if someone yeah, uh, we just we'll say, oh, can't answer this. Yeah. So give it a try. Yeah, we'll see how we'll that see goes. Where it goes. Finally, from Ryan Putney, did you guys miss hearing from me for the question section of the podcast? It Always. Is, it has been empty and just horrible. Yeah. Like Ben's heart. Uh, at Simon Sebs tweets. Not, that's not fair. Whatever happened to the Morlocks? Whatever happened to the Morlocks? Last time we saw the Morlocks, I think was 
when Ed Brubaker did that story back before uh, Messiah Complex, uh, where they were trying to resurrect the Morlocks with masks and skids and I only know about this because I reread them recently. Hmm. Um, I think that's the last time we saw the Morlocks. The Morlocks aren't really a going concern right and now. And they got decimated from many, decimation many times. Yeah, yeah. They've many, been massacred. Many. They've been decimated. Yeah. The Morlocks have never had a good run of it. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, if if you're a mutant living in the sewers, yeah. you're kind of, something bad's going to happen. Yeah. I don't think there's a thriving Morlock community right now. No, it's been, I think it's just like Mask and two or three other people. <laughs> They may they may not be in the uh, they may be in like a studio at this point. They just had to move out of the sewers. That'd be I hope sick, so. Good That'd sitcom, actually. Like mask, and Sunder. Oh my Morlocks! Ah, there you go. Done. Wrote talk, itself. Talk to people over at ABC. Yep. Another one from Simon. He says, "Has it ever been explained how Nick Fury lost his eye?" Yeah, I don't know how, but it was in an old uh, Sergeant Fury, I think. So classic Nick Fury. Classic Nick Fury. Yeah. Current Nick Fury. Current Nick Fury lost it in uh, battle, battle scars. Battle scars. Yep. And that you can check out. Yes. Why so serious? Tweeted a couple pictures that cool. uh, they drew. There's nice. Spider-Man and uh, Thanos, and uh, there was another one. I only put the Spider-Man on our sheets, but um, yeah, very cool. Good fan art. Why so serious? And last questions from at Marvel Star Twelve. Zach tweets: You should have Lorraine Sink on a podcast. Would be amazingly hilarious. She'd be. She should be in the next Marvel movie. That's because you only see her public persona. Yeah, you don't have to deal with her. The real Lorraine Sink. The uh, nightmare diva. The way she just walks in in sunglasses. Sunglasses. Oh. The other week, um, she said good morning when she came in, and then I forgot that she was there. So when she was there, I said, oh, you're still here. Hey, how's it going? And she goes to me, I already said good morning to you. <laughs> because she can't budget out more than one hello to us mortals a day. Yeah. So, night, man. Good luck. Last one from Zach. He says, just wondering, did you guys buy any founder packs for Marvel Heroes? What hero would you most want in the game and why? Um, I'll be honest, Zach, I didn't buy anything because I'm probably going to have to play the game for work. So I'll... Get whatever I get to uh, to help talk about the game and know what the game's all about. I mean, I played a little bit, but with the game launching uh, this coming week, I mean, for for everyone, it's uh, it's gonna be time to play, play hardcore. Um, for who I'd want in the game, I mean, they got Cable in there, uh, Deadpool's in there. Uh, I mean, there's tons and tons of characters in the game. Rocket Raccoon's in there. Stingray in there. Stingray. What is Stingray going to do in that Stingray. game? What is Stingray going to do? What Stingray always does. Yeah. Uh, swim. Take care of business. He's <laughs> the worst. Are you Pat McCallum? No. That's a <laughs> shout out to Pat McCallum. <laughs> get, a sting, get a Stingray uh, character in Marvel Heroes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know who else I'd really want in that game. It's a, it's a good question and one I'm not really sure about. But, uh, yeah. What about you guys? Let us know what you're doing. Uh, if you guys are playing Marvel Heroes as it starts launching out, um, put whatever your username is for the game, and we'll try and link everybody up so you guys can can quest and scavenge and you know battle together. That's a thing, right? You know, like MMOing. Wrap it up. Yeah, Let's wrap it up. All right. Uh, thanks to Caroline for doing some of the work on this podcast, even though I had to grab most of the questions this week. Uh, thanks. She just hit her forehead. Yeah, That's good. Uh, thanks to Ben, Blake, and Strami. And most importantly, thanks to everyone who listens, comments, and enjoys all things Marvel. This is Marvel, your universe. Strami!